0: Yo, this hot, this the spot, there it is, pod We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no don't sweat, yo,
1: cause there it is. Welcome to the There It Is podcast, a comedy podcast for creators of any variety. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. If this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. You can find info about old episodes on thereitispod.com, and you can find old episodes to listen to on iTunes and SoundCloud. They're all there. And if you're a returning listener, thanks so much for coming back. Welcome back. I have some fun news for you because you might know some of these previous guests that we had on. Uh, The second guest ever of the There It Is podcast, Corey Cavan, is, I believe, working at The Late Show now. He posted about a field piece that he did for them, Uh, they produced uh, that had Ryan Reynolds in it. It's very funny. And Joe Zimmerman, this past Friday, was on The Tonight Show. He made his debut doing stand-up on The Tonight Show. It was a really great set. I'll post that later on Twitter and Facebook at There It Is Pod. You can uh, find us online if you haven't already, and follow us and like us. But also, on Friday, North Coast, the hip-hop improv group, that performs in New York. They had their 8th anniversary show I got to go to it with Justina and we had a great time. It was a fantastic show. Previous guests who were in that group, Douglas Wittick and Kayla Milady. So a big congrats to them. Also, a big congrats goes out to our buddy Yaden. Aiden Mayery was cast in a Tony Collette dramedy that's going to be on ABC called Unit Zero. And in that pilot, uh, they are she's playing like a CIA agent or, or intern or something. She's She's going to do some fighting, I think. So that's going to be cool. And she's also going to be in Downward Dog coming up on ABC. So uh, check those things out and check those old episodes out. Big congrats to all of our friends here at There It Is Pod. And we have a very fun episode for you right now. It's a very good, thoughtful talk with Jeremy McClellan. He's a stand-up comic out of Charleston, South Carolina. Talks about politics, people with disabilities, religion. We we get into a lot. It's like a two hour conversation condensed into one hour. And it's a a really good one. You're gonna want to check this out, especially at the end when we talk about him making fun of Rand Paul. (laughs) Well without further ado, here's my chat with Jeremy McClellan. It's great having you on the podcast, man. I've been wanting to do this for a while.
2: Yeah, this is great.
1: And you're in Charleston. You Mm -hmm. are you originally from Charleston?
2: I am. I was born and raised here. And uh, then I moved away to Tennessee, and then Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in my in my early twenties, and then uh, moved back. Um, uh, let me see, six years ago, and so I've, I've been here for uh, six more years. So, so I
1: imagine you're doing some comedy in Chicago.
2: Uh, no, this is this is uh, I've been doing comedy for four years. So. Oh. Um, so, uh, when I was in Chicago, we, I, I would go to like, you know, second city to watch it, like to, mm-hmm. you know, to see the, the improv. But, um, I, I, I did not do up until, until Charleston. Yeah. Wow.
1: That's cool. So you've become a hometown hero. Cut your teeth there. That's true. Um, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, and the thing
1: that I've noticed about Charleston comics, because I know quite a few, the stand ups there are really sharp and
2: yeah, I, I, I'm not sure what it is, but yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, and it's, I think it's, It's such a savvy crowd there because Mm -hmm. you have people coming from all over uh, because it's a big tourist town. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to be good. You have to have that polish to earn the stage time that you get there because there are so many people who Mm want to be entertained. And I think it does give that sort of extra, uh, extra oomph. To cutting mm-hmm. your teeth I mean you have yeah, it. So. Mike Brocky has it I mean that's the thing mm-hmm. I've always noticed about any of the stand-ups I've seen and improvisers in Charleston yeah so uh you've been doing it four years. Mm-hmm. And what made you want to get into it? because you were a teacher at one point. Right? I
2: was so I was um, I worked with people with disabilities. so oh, okay. my I've, I've I've, I've had a bunch of jobs uh, related to working with people with um with intellectual disabilities. And the one that I had um, most recently that I left to do comedy full time was it was my job to train uh, caregivers mm-hmm. on how to interact and like you know uh, how to. Um, de-escalate people who are in crisis um, how to treat people with respect how to you know CPR first aid those types of things um, preventing suicide all those things so that was my job um, to teach the caregivers how to do that and uh, so but that was sort of just kind of unrelated to my stand-up I mean I do have stories in my stand-up about people with disabilities right. but um, but so there's something I you 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 draw from your life but there's there wasn't mm-hmm. much uh, Interaction for me doing stand-up was a um, I had all these opinions about Mm -hmm. the world and all these like really strong things and I would just try to talk to people about them and uh, I was like the like the really intense guy Mm -hmm. like who you know would start arguments about anything and um, Didn't have and was just so invested in them right and like like the world's about to end and I have to win this argument or it's gonna blow up, right? Mm-hmm. And I had that, I had that kind of thing. And but I had friends like Jason Gross who who were comics and who were like you should you should try stand up. Like you're clever, you're funny when you wanna be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was just try to channel all of that into um, uh, into an art form. Yeah. And uh, and it's much more healthy because I have I have a much better, <laughs> you know, much better perspective now about the world and uh i don't take myself so seriously and um uh yeah so that's that's sort of how i got started and i you know just doing open mics and then i got shows and then um i had some a lot of stuff go viral online um Mm -hmm. about a year and a half ago started going really viral and then from that from that you know using social media connect with people um i was able to quit my job and just book stuff and um now it's it's going great
1: that's awesome. I wanna go yeah. back a little bit though with the skills sure. of your previous jobs where you're training. Uh-huh. Uh, have those skills come in handy with stand up at all? Uh, of course you're talking about things maybe in your day to day life, but yeah, how about has the work that you were doing actually helped you de escalate something on stage or, oh, or uh, you con- convey? Yeah,
2: that? well I mean like people who get yeah, I mean I've I'm I'm good at that when it comes to people being angry with me mm. um in person um okay. online i don't care if people get mad like if you know i'll escalate them it's fine <laughs> i'll make i'll make them go from zero to you know whatever um but in person yeah like i mean i um but but maybe it's not because of the job that i'm good at that maybe i'm good at that and then like that works for the job and it works mm-hmm. for, for stand-up um but i think that in general you know working with people with disabilities who are very, very different, right? Mm-hmm. They, um, and very misunderstood, and it takes some uh, like extra effort to try to see the world from their perspective,
0: mm-hmm.
2: right? Um, to try to, cause you, you you may have a client who is in crisis who um, can't verbalize it. If you try to see the world from their perspective, you may be able to figure out like, oh, it's because like the laundry detergent is, is making their skin itch, mm-hmm. right? And so if you can see the world from their perspective, you, you may be – just. that's just a weird example, but you may be able to figure that out. And then you change the laundry detergent mm-hmm. and they're fine. And that's mm-hmm. like the best feeling ever that like you solved it. It's like this Sherlock type thing when you can uh, enter into someone else's world and actually figure it out from the inside. Right. And so – that I think has come I've, and I've had to do that my whole life. Cause I don't really understand, like <laughs> I don't really understand people in general. Like, I mean, I, 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 and so I've, I've had to try to, uh, see the world from their perspective mm-hmm. and, um, you know, in a very complicated way and just to know what other people are thinking. And, um, because of that, uh, like I'm able to, I think, um, enter into situations or cultures or, um, uh um you know it, it, you know any any sort of thing sort of figure it out from the inside yeah. and that, and that that I think helps with comedy which is you know comedy is is all about the ridiculousness of yeah. of life and of uh you know like the mismatch between our ideas about the world and the world as it is and that right. kind of stuff so
1: and just learning to break down what someone else means or what this yeah, or that right. means which I think you use utilize very well with your Political commentary and, and humor. I think that's, I think that's why you've had such success with that. Uh, I do want to ask, though, when it comes to de-escalating, have you ever had to de-escalate a heckler who was getting too aggressive? Have yeah, the well,
2: skills? yeah, and and you know, c- c- comics have have different uh, have different opinions about what to do with hecklers. Right, and of course, I just ignore it. <laughs> yeah, it, it depends on it depends on the heckler, and it depends on um, whatever. See, I think that. Um, part of me, I really don't like those YouTube videos of mm-hmm. like comedian destroys heckler.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like they're, like they're fun to watch, and like you're sort of like yeah, like cause you whatever. But I, I think that n- number one, it it like people who watch them think that oh, if I heckle it'll it'll add to the show, mm-hmm. right? Mm, like, they'll get you, yeah, comedian will destroy me, and it'll be so great. And it turns out that like no, like you're gonna make the show worse, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Michael um, Che had a really funny comment about that year, a few years ago saying that people will people like that will say like, Oh, no, I'm helping the show and he said it'd be like yeah. uh, someone saying to a firefighter, like, Hey, I'm starting these fires, I'm giving you work to do and like the yeah, firefighter's right, exactly. like, No, stop.
2: Yeah, right, right, right. But I I don't think that ignoring them is I mean, so well, okay, so you want to destroy them, right? That's mm-hmm. that's like, well, let me know. My instinct is to is to do that because I'm sort of a punchy person. Mm-hmm. But um, if you do that, then uh, you you may win and you may make the crowd love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, you know, it sets like a, a tone where like you're an asshole. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, and, and so even if you win, like, I mean. Like, let's say just weird example, but like I destroy a heckler right now, like, you know, and am, am, ambitious towards him and I insult him and everything and the crowd cheers and everything. And then I'm all right. So anyway, going back to my story. So, you know, right. the, like the first job I ever had was working with people with Down syndrome and, uh, and you can't switch right. from that. I you can can't never.
1: That's why I can't be, be, do it.
2: Be, 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 like, because I think the audience would be expecting me to insult the person with Down syndrome. and I think it sets the tone where like you can't yeah. be. A nice person after exactly. destroying a heckler. Exactly, and, so, and
1: all my humor comes from just like innocence. Like, yeah, they have Jason. to be nice person, right? Yeah, right. I can't, I can't go to like cussing some dude out to be like, right? All right, guys. Well, back to just being the way I normally am. Like, <laughs> yeah, no one's now gonna... if you,
2: right, if you, if you are the type of comic who is really insulty or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like if you're Bill Burr, exactly
1: then, the person who came yeah, to my just, mind. Yeah,
2: then yeah, like just you know, destroy the heckler. You're the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, But I think ignoring the heckler Because like everyone knows that the person is heckling Right everyone mm-hmm. knows that And yeah. so I think if you don't If you don't stop then uh, it, it makes what you're saying sound scripted oh, um, And interesting. It, it, it makes like everyone is then aware That you are doing a bit And they're aware that you are um, Like That you've pressed play That you're on autopilot now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, And of course yeah. we are we are pressing play like we are right uh, but it doesn't the whole you don't want people not to the think the whole that.
1: point but exactly i mean a big part of the performance of stand up right. is making it come across like you're just talking
2: yeah like imagine you're doing stand up and then a fire alarm goes off and you you keep doing it like it's like yeah this guy is just uh, is just pressing play i don't need to be here right, right. Like the audience is like i don't need to be here for this um, a, it,
1: it 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 separates you from the audience Now they get disconnected with that moment
2: yeah, so so I think you need to. I think you need to address it, and I think you need to get the heckler. Um, you you have to give them some narcissistic supply because like they're there, they think they're helping. Um, they think they are um, funny. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they brought a girl, and uh, like they're they're Trying seeing fun- a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're seeing you on stage be funny, right? Mm-hmm. And so if if you give them that, if you like. Uh, talk to them for a second and laugh at, at what they say and then keep going. I mean most of the time they stop right and uh, because you gave them what they wanted and they didn't they get laid that night or whatever. you know like they they like <laughs> the comedian thought I was funny, right you, you have to kind of figure out why they're heckling and uh, try to understand that mm-hmm. from their, you know from their perspective like why are they doing it?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I mean sometimes they're like drunk and they hate you right in, in, in which case I feel like well, the show is now about them. Like, you have to kind of just, like, it's not a good thing that they mm-hmm. were able to hijack the show. Like, that's a bad thing. They should feel bad. But it is what happened. Yeah. Um, and you have to just kind of go with it. Because if you, if you if you try your hardest to, like, keep going back to the joke. Oh, like,
1: gosh. It just looks, yeah. No, yeah. It, it looks bad when that happens. Because then you're like, all right, uh, back to what I was saying. And you're trying to, like, finish this thought that is so right. past the moment. Mm-hmm. What I hate is when an audience member who gets sort of torn down. Because I, I saw this once where a guy who was on a very specific rhythm, right. and someone kept like shouting out stuff, and he, you know, was nice first couple of times, but she just got annoying, and it was him just within one bit, and he just unleashed on her, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, yeah, she was being pretty annoying, so they went along with him. The audience didn't lose him, but right. she laughed, and a friend of hers laughed. Uh, and the friend was like, you know, I see comics, and you know, that's not how you handle a heckler. You do this and that, and it's like, shut up! You don't. It's do funny. That, it,
2: it, well, it's funny that like the person responsible would have an opinion for like mm-hmm. how to handle a heckler, <laughs> right? Like, right. well, it, it is funny when like because you always think that like, oh well, the hecklers don't know that right. they're heckling,
1: but it's, they think they have a role.
2: Yeah, but it's so it's weird to hear someone heckle. Like, I mean, I. I did see uh, a comic once. I was just trying to open an open mic and open mics don't matter. But like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, someone in the audience, I, I heard them. They were like, uh, I'm going to heckle this next guy. Mm -hmm. And and that was the first time that I ever heard a heckler say the word heckle. Mm -hmm. Like, like, cause I don't think that people, it's like, it's like a burglar just like being like, I'm going to go burgle some houses tonight. (laughs) Like no one uses the word that like, or like no, no politician is like, uh, all right, guys, I'm gonna, it's, it's time to do some oppression. Right, like, right. Yeah, no,
1: no murderer is saying, "I am going to commit murder one."
2: Yeah, like, well, son, it's time for some child abuse. Get, go, get, <laughs> right. go get the right. No one uses yeah. the name of the crime. Right. So that was the first, like, eye-opening thing where I was like, "Oh, sometimes they know that they're yeah. heckling." Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Very deliberately trying to heckle.
1: Yeah. You let's uh, transition because I was just talking uh, about your ability to be able to break things down and uh, talk about them particularly politics and you have a good take on things and you express mm-hmm. those things well online and there are a couple of aspects i want to talk about the online discussion one is just about the creation of how yeah. you're coming up with this stuff you're from what i know of you you're a very intellectual person so mm-hmm. you're you're very right. well read um mm-hmm. and that obviously is a big part of you're being able to create this stuff, but when it comes to you breaking down your thoughts and things that you're seeing, uh, mm. what are you processing through? What are you going through when you're creating those thoughts?
2: Um, hmm, that's a good question. Like being being well read, I think matters um, in in the sense of uh, being able to understand the world. But I, I think that hmm, I'm trying to think of an example. Well, let's take let's take uh, the like the travel ban. Okay. Right. So, so uh, Trump decided to ban, Trump really wanted to ban Muslims from, mm-hmm. from like, fr- from, from coming into the U S and uh, hasn't been able to do it because they've, they've uh, the, like the judges have, have, uh, have, have trashed it down twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the most recent thing is um, he, he, he can't ban, 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 Muslims from, from those countries, but he did decide to ban large electronic devices from this. is, this is yesterday. He banned, Large electronic devices being used on airplanes from those countries, right? Mm-hmm. So if you are coming from those countries, you, you can't have an iPad, right? You can't use a laptop, right? Um, now th- this is clearly the behavior of someone who is desperate, just to like that's that's an insane thing to do, right? <laughs> yeah, like like there there's evil things the government does mm-hmm. that are like you know messing with people, but then you get into the kind of like. Uh, um. Well, we'll make this law, and people the people aren't obeying it. So we'll do this, and then we'll do this, and it's this like ridiculous <laughs> kind of um, reaching for like, straws. Yeah, reaching for straws. Just like I'm going to do this, and like okay, well, uh, like, well, we can't ban Muslims, so we're going to ban men uh w- with the letter M, whose names start with the letter M, because <laughs> Muhammad is a common name. Right. Like that's like that that that's the behavior of like a desperate like comical right. Willie Loman Willie Loman type death of a salesman character, like someone who has an idea of himself. And so to me, that is inherently funny. I mean, it's right. awful, right? Like It's inherently funny to see, uh, someone flail, flail around right. and try to, um, uh, like try to ha- have an understanding of the world and just try to make that understanding true no matter what the reality is. Right. right? Um, and so, when you see that mismatch between that, I think that's the spark. Um, and, I, and, and that's true of, of, of anything. I mean, puns are, you know, people hate them and they love them and like, mm-hmm. but like, the, you know, the basic, like, and, but like, puns are just, words can mean two things, right? Mm-hmm. And so we have this construct of language and um, we, we think that language is stable, right? And we're like, oh well, our, wor- our our words mean things and people, but like, no, like it's very mm-hmm. slippery. And words can mean two things. You can you can miss. Uh, you you can try to say one thing, but you end up saying an, you know another thing. Right. And that that is that mismatch between reality and and or your 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 anticipation of what's going to happen, and then something it doesn't happen. Right. That I think is just is just inherently funny. Like that's why mm-hmm. people laugh.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: and so um, like, you know. I am I am well read and I, I I do I'm very you know intellectual and I read a lot but like um, there is I, th- I think the, the more you understand the world mm-hmm. the more you see um, you see the mismatch uh, between uh, how things are and then how people think it's gonna go mm-hmm. right um, like and the government is just I mean and so I think that comedy is inherently anti authoritarian right. Um, like, no no matter who's in power and no matter what you're trying to do like comedy is the thing that arises from that that mismatch between mm. our desire to make the world the way we want it to and then the world as it actually is mm. um and uh like so it's it's funny when people say that certain com- like certain comedians are problematic and whatever and i'm like that's good right like that's the purpose of comedy is right. is, is is to represent these problems that can't be solved mm-hmm. um are like the things that, that that like resist being solved um and uh so, so, so yeah there is this this um so for me at least when I read stories and stuff I'm like this is ridiculous mm-hmm. right and and this is true in my own life like when I when I am behaving a certain way I I realize that like I am behaving in a ridiculous way this makes no sense um this is silly and then that will that <laughs> will become a joke right Right. And and will come to comedy shows to experience that to um, or people follow my page or whatever to sort of like realize the, you know, the ridiculousness of of all of all forms of mm-hmm. of, of that. And that's that, that's another reason why I get frustrated. I mean, I do I do a lot on politics,
0: mm-hmm. but
2: it's not like I'm, I'm aiming at somebody because I want, uh, you know, like because like it's, it's not like I'm making fun of Trump. Uh, Trump's, you know, pathetic, like attempts to establish this, these laws and these controls. I'm not doing that because I really want the Democrats to win next time, right?
1: Right, you do um, it because it's.
2: I'm doing it because it's inherently ridiculous, and when right. the Democrats get in charge, they will be inherently ridiculous because it's right. ridiculous to try to uh, put structures on top of of these extremely fluid things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so that's always a source of frustration. People are like, why don't you? uh like if you make fun of hillary like oh you're pro trump and it's like you're in you're you're making it seem like uh like comedy is like a team sport (laughs) well some people
1: treat it that way
2: they do do. there are a lot of there are a lot of comics who um i i guess they sit down and they're like i really want to um
1: uh like sway the way people look at everything yeah
2: yeah and i mean i keep reading these um these uh, things that are like, you know, like a rundown or like, you know, interviews with with, with comics that are like, uh, well, what do you think of like politics in the age of Trump? Like, can comedy serve a a political uh, – can comedy affect, affect political change, right? And that's what they ask. And what they mean is can jokes make someone else win, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what they mean. Um, instead of like – Comedy just being inherently subversive because it celebrates uh, the the ridiculousness of life. Right. That, um, uh, like, that the structures are, are designed to. I mean, because you you could make laws. You can make laws against people um, uh, falling in love. You can anti-miscegenation <laughs> right. laws. There are and all and, and, sorts and, like,
1: of ridiculous you, laws in the right, on and, the book.
2: Like, people are going to fall in love. Like, you right. can't stop love, and you can't stop people from collaborating. Uh, you can't mm-hmm. stop people from trading. You you can try really hard to stop people from going across borders, but they will. Yeah. Um, because humans love doing that, <laughs> and uh, and any like all your attempts to try to like, you know, manage that are going to be inherently ridiculous.
1: Yeah. So for most part, yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, murder. I think that, we're, not, <laughs> we're not. This is not a a case for don't try to have a law against murdering people.
2: Right. Well, but even like <laughs> but, even like a law against murder, like I mean. It's, you should have laws against murder, right? Right, but and, that doesn't
1: and, stop people from murdering. That doesn't right.
2: stop people from murdering, and it exactly. doesn't stop it. It, it doesn't uh, stop bizarre cases from arising about like right. did the person, and sometimes those things are funny. Like I have friends who are murder uh, um, uh, defense attorneys, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I don't have many friends who are, who are prosecutors. I wonder why that is, but. <laughs> No, maybe my opinions on prosecutors, but like, so I have I have have friends who are public defenders of people who are like you know who are accused of murder, and like they're full of jokes about murder and about like these ridiculous situations and um, uh, cases where the person gets railroaded or whatever. And so I mean, even if even if the law should exist, even if you think someone's a good politician, they will do things that are ridiculous. Yeah, and the nature of
1: being a human
2: in it's the nature of being human is the hair it's inherent in trying to exercise power over uh, other humans mm-hmm. who are slip who are slippery.
1: You're right. There has been, and I think this came as a response to the Daily Show. Um, people looked at it immediately as, okay, well, they're just in the tank for people on the left. And then Obama gets in office and they make jokes about Democrats too. You know, right. <laughs> like they but people People kind of learn the wrong thing from some of the political comics out there because they did look at it as "Oh, you're making fun of this person. that must mean that you are for this other person or vice right, versa right.
2: and and, and it, it, it is true that like people's people's political opinions come out um, right. you know, in their um in their thing i'm I'm not saying that like uh comedians are anarchists
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, I, I think that i think that comedy itself is inherently anarchist so like mm-hmm. um, so like, b- 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 like because it always undermines people who are trying to exercise power right um yeah and but, but you prefer you know different di- different politicians um but but i think where it becomes a danger is when you start seeing yourself as okay my job is to make jokes that uh that Destroy the other side, right? So exactly. I'm this, I'm the mascot. I'm the I'm the silly mascot who is, you know, trying to make my side laugh, my side get, you know, get good to make mm-hmm. my team win. Um, I would
1: 100% agree. Yeah, it's like someone saying I'm a Democrat comedian, right, where I only right. I I'm at the behest of Democrats and I right. am a tool of the Democrats and that's what tool, my comedy yeah. is for. And that's right. that sort of stuff gets old real quick for me
2: yeah and I think if you try to do that I mean I think even um, so like uh, I think that I I think it really takes a lot of effort to try and do that mm-hmm. um, b- yeah. b- because if if you are a trained comedian like if you are good at making jokes then uh, you know you can be like a solid like Sarah Silverman right mm-hmm. so like she spoke at the DNC. Um, and so she's like the closest thing I could think of to like a Democrat comedian since she was like officially invited to do that. Um, but like she can't help but see the ridiculousness of like the DNC. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's something that would just naturally appear to her. I mean, comedians (laughs) are not blind to, uh, to that. And so I think like if, if, if you try to, censor yourself um, and, you know, be a tool of whatever people agree with um, or be a tool of the side, then you're going to make your life miserable because you're, I mean, you can't help but see it. Yeah. Um, it's hard so
1: to I, not take the serious stuff seriously. <laughs> you know, like a comic yeah. inherently is is just kind of looking at whatever people are taking too seriously, whether it's themselves or the right. g- control that they want to have and Comics make fun of that stuff. That's the whole point. Right. So when and you think, start I becoming think, a tool of that, someone right. trying to control somebody else, it's it just doesn't work.
2: Yeah, and, and I and I guess there's a there's a danger. Um like I mean, I'm I'm thinking of the of the Jimmy Fallon thing where Jimmy I mean and, and Jimmy Fallon is a clown, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean like right. he's, that's his, that's his, his thing is his goofing around,
1: right? It's escapism right. comedy.
2: Right. Um, and, but I love and him. My everyone loved, my everyone things. loved it. Yeah. I, I think he's, I think he's funny. Um, yeah. I think he's, del- he's, he's, he's a, a delightful person. Mm-hmm. Um, and he brings people on there to, uh, to mess with them and to, to sort of break from like their, like, so Ryan Gosling goes on there and like, instead of talking about, you know, movies, they, you know, they have a, a, a lip sync battle or whatever. Right. And, um, it's, it's fun. And then he had Donald Trump on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he messed with his hair and, uh, was, you know, applied the same thing to Donald Trump and everyone got really upset. Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
2: they got, they got really upset because they saw him as, um, a, and I think this is a true criticism of liberal comedians mm-hmm. as sort of court gestures for American empire. So like they mm-hmm. see themselves as serving a function, um, and normalizing just like cozying up to power right? right um and
1: when he had hillary on after that and was yeah. truly fawning over her
2: yeah yeah
1: and saying it's, it means so much to me i have two daughters and you know uh yeah. you know you might be the next president and that's a big right. deal for me you know like he genuinely liked her
2: yeah right and I think I think Jeremy Fallon just genuinely likes everybody. Um <laughs> just, I think he just I don't know if he's met someone he didn't like. Um but but people were really, really upset at, at him for that because Because like, he
1: wasn't punching up.
2: He wasn't punching up. And he doesn't um, do that. Right, he doesn't do that because and uh so I don't know what to make of that because I'm the type of person who, you know, if I had a chance to interview Donald Trump on national television, I would not be nice. Yeah. Um I would, but, uh, or I, I would try to expose the ridiculousness of him trying to exercise power in general. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I, I wouldn't try to, I guess, make him, uh, sympathetic, um, in, in that sense. Um, but so, but so I'm torn about, about, about that and about, yeah, I mean, um, I certainly don't like
1: Trump and I, I would have wanted to have said hey what's this all about about a couple right. of things but I'm more like a as much as I want to be like a Stephen Colbert or a Seth Meyers I'm more like a Jimmy Fallon yeah right right and uh, you know and Conan O'Brien too he's someone who he doesn't do comedy like that Right. So he just doesn't have the guest on
2: right yeah yeah
1: you know I mean he had sure, when nice. he had but when he had to host the Tonight Show he had to have Sarah Palin on And that's one of the other things people didn't understand is like, Hey, it's the tonight show. The network's going to make you do certain things Mm -hmm. and you can't, you can't avoid it. And so, you know, at 1230, you can say, I'm not going to have Trump on like Seth Meyers did. But, uh, then, you know, but he did have Kellyanne Conway on Mm -hmm. and he, and he had a legit conversation with her and tried to take her to task on things because that's what he does. But it is, it, it was sort of like, one thing that I heard that I actually appreciated that was someone who didn't like that Trump was on um, because most of the things I heard were pretty over the top. but it was an executive mm-hmm. producer for Samantha Bee's show, and there's and she said it just felt like a punch in the gut because here's a guy that we like, Jimmy Fallon, who mm-hmm. is um who ha- who's talking to this demagogue. and so yeah. it there's this sort of like s- subconscious sort of, oh, am I supposed to like him now? right. And I think that's what we recognize. That's what we're recognizing is like, I'm torn and I don't know how to feel about that. It's that part of, oh, wait a minute. You know, uh, am I supposed to like him? But I think one of the big problems, and this goes beyond comedy, but the way people who were anti-Trump discussed him is just talking, uh, calling him the devil and calling him Hitler. You know, and it's Mm -hmm. like, listen, guys, you're going to get a lot more traction if you call him Nixon. Or Andrew Jackson.
2: Yeah, right. That's true. You yeah. know,
1: don't treat him like he is not a human. And I think that was the mm-hmm. problem that liberal comics ended up having, and and are not at all acknowledging mm-hmm. about the Trump Fallon thing because they want to look at him as a villain, a mm-hmm. a, a non-human <laughs> type of right. Well, movie I think that's villain.
2: It's, it's comforting to see him as a as a cartoon villain because then the problem isn't uh the power Mm -hmm. it's the person right so Mm -hmm. like um and if you give anyone that much power and uh they're going to be ridiculous Mm -hmm. right they're going to um try to exercise it i mean like um like i thought that obamacare was uh a similar kind of um uh sort of ridiculous which is not to say that i prefer x right, right. it's just to say that, like the like the the trying to create a healthcare system for the entire country mm-hmm. um in a way that doesn't break anything is sort of inherently ridiculous and so like well we'll make this law but like this law won't work unless we also have this and this won't work unless we also have this and mm-hmm. this won't work unless we also have this and so it became this like whack-a-mole thing where like suddenly like people are getting like fined for not having health insurance and like it's right. just very bizarre sort of thing and like that's inherently ridiculous like you know you can you could say it's good but like that doesn't pe- people will still have troubles with it right um
1: yeah yeah, yeah. i and, mean that's the thing i i was kind of like when he and hillary were running in 08, i said ah, i don't i don't want to have to pay for it because what if yeah, i don't right. have the money <laughs> you know yeah right. you know i i if if someone's on hard times i totally get not wanting to have to pay for that and not wanting yeah, to get had, fined if I, either. If, I, if I had
2: the money, I would if I had the money, I would I would I would have health insurance.
1: Like, right, and we can't <laughs> If do I it, had
2: money so. to pay the fine, then yeah. <laughs> right. So so e- even if you support the law, that is sort of you know inherently funny. Mm-hmm. Um but like the the problem is the amount of power that um uh that that the people have and so by treating Trump as and I think Trump is insane.
1: I think um, it's a demagogue. Yeah, but and I think demagogue but, sounds like a word. It's not, like you call someone a demagogue, and it sounds like you're calling them Hitler or something that's not tangible. And yeah. well, sort
2: of, it sort of sounds like demigod.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's like, so it doesn't. It you know the word it's itself. Got, it's, it's too. It's too close to exactly. You know. But Hercules, when whatever. you look at the definition, I was like, "Oh no, he totally is a dem- he's literally yeah, but, a demagogue." <laughs> uh-huh, right. So that word works, but it just yeah. you know, the sound of it doesn't work as well. But um you know And even like
2: calling him uh, like a fascist or you know all these sorts yeah. of things. It's like, "Well, you can make a case." And I have I've read cases for like why it's fascism, but it sort of it's, it's it, like it sort of makes it sound like well, the only way that he could be bad is mm-hmm. if he was a fascist, right? Mm-hmm. So like uh so in, instead of, like, he and fascists are bad for the same reason, mm-hmm. um, and I think it's sort of uh, – it, it it it's the reason why they do that and the reason why they attack the person
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, is uh, so they can – so we can all relax and, you know, pretend that we haven't been living under this, like, sword, like, just hang, the sword of Damocles hanging over our heads the whole time. Right. Like, we have so many laws in the books that if any, uh, like, like, the, and they're already on the books. You wouldn't even have to pass any laws. Like, if a president decided to enforce all of them, mm-hmm. we would be, we would immediately go into Mad Max. Like, it would immediately be, like, <laughs> be, like, not Mad Max, but, like, uh, you know, it would immediately be, like, police state, like, mm-hmm. way more than it currently is, mm-hmm. right? So, like, um, every time you get caught speeding, they they take away your driver's license, right? Like, every, like they can do that. Um, every time, every single person who's ever smoked pot, go to prison mandatory, you know, time. so like Mm -hmm. if they enforce all the laws, like if you cheat on your income taxes, like a fourth, like a fourth of Americans, like, uh, don't do the right deductions on their income taxes. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, find them all, put them in jail. Right. If if you were (laughs) to do all of that, and those are laws that are currently on the books. If you were to do all of that would be all of the, so it's just sort of waiting there. Right. Yeah for anyone and it has been waiting there for a very long time for just anyone to pick it up like right um you know i i hope that trump loses in terms of his immigration ban and his immigration policies Mm -hmm. i hope that the courts keep striking it down but uh you know i i don't necessarily on the other hand i'm like well the president does have a lot of power to restrict immigration and Mm -hmm. so he could just do all that like there's a lot of stuff that he could do that would just like you know um that would ruin a lot of people's lives mm-hmm. and he's always and the, the, the presidents have always had those those power and so you can't have this like this this system where well it only works if we get the right person in there who's like a philosopher king you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and once they get in there it's like well uh you know we have an army of flying death robots and mm-hmm. we just need to get the right person in there to like well no why do you have an army of that so
1: right yeah uh, yeah, so like what's I, I the that, what are the, the right, right checks and humor. balances we need?
2: Yeah, so like I think the kind of humor that is aimed at the person,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, and they're like, "How dare you? How how, how dare Jimmy Fallon mess up uh, Trump's hair?" Um, but then the next week he he has Hillary he fawns all over her, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Well, they're both going to be inhabiting the same monstrous office, um, like <laughs> they're, they're 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 about to like jump into the mecca that like can destroy the world." Um, so. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't.
1: Right. Right. How do we, and it's sometimes it is, I guess that's where it comes to everybody who does comedy has a place mm-hmm. and, you know, some people, I mean, I'm, whatever punch up, not down comics who were mm-hmm. railing against, uh, Fallon, mm-hmm. they didn't hurt Trump's getting elected. Right, Any yeah, yeah. more than Fallon or SNL helped him get elected.
2: Right, they didn't. Yeah.
1: But, you know, the right kind of knowledge is what needs to get out there. And so I always have a problem when I hear comics utilize their humor to say something that's false. Mm-hmm. And that's something that one of the things I appreciate about you is that I don't see a lot of that from you. What I see is, well, well, no, well, that's like, an honest, truthful take of the situation. Mm-hmm. It's just the... This, because it doesn't get too emotional about it, it gets to that's the right. variables of it.
2: So, so like, what's a what, like, what's an example of like a joke that would be false to you? There's
1: just a lot of stuff that you see on Twitter sometimes, mm-hmm. and the sort of take back that they have of a situation is like, well, that's not quite what they said.
2: Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Um, or so like the premise is false.
1: The premise is false, like Like, whether they're talking about Trump support, like, like if anyone made a joke about all Trump supporters are racist, well, they're definitely racists who are Trump supporters, but not all of them are racist. Yeah, that
2: was, that was my joke that like, like I, I, I do sometimes during this, you know, when I just stand up that like, I stop and I say like, just to make it clear, I don't think that supporting Donald Trump makes you racist. Okay. I, I don't, I don't think that I think it's a lot more likely that you were already racist. And that's why you support Donald Trump. <laughs> like I mean, and and you know, it's it's an issue of causation. You have to, and yeah. like that's that's just a flip of language. But like, yeah. Um, but 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 yeah, there is that. Uh, I, I do hear it is it is kind of funny when you um, when you have a premise, like when the joke is built on a premise that's not true. Right. Um, and uh, whether yeah. It's a,
1: whether it's a co- political joke or not you know if yeah. if the joke is just man women be shopping it's kind of like well what
2: yeah <laughs> like, right. that's so hack
1: and, well, and also that's... how true is that
2: <laughs> yeah right like like i mean people talk about the um uh the offensiveness of um, um of of jokes you know and like mm-hmm. you know is is a joke offensive or not mm-hmm. and the um and is it wrong? Is it therefore wrong? And for me, it's like, well, offensive jokes can be wrong, but it, they're not wrong because they're offensive. Right. Like, they're wrong for other reasons, and you you need to start developing a moral vocabulary to describe why something's wrong. Right. Um, and, and one reason they could be wrong is because they're a lie, like right. you know, ra- like racist jokes that are built on, um, like false stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Not not true stereotypes because there's a lot of stereotypes that are like dead on and that's really funny, Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, like and I even I even posted a thing that was like you know the best thing about interacting with the culture is replacing all of your um, outdated like offensive uh, inaccurate stereotypes of that culture Mm -hmm. with with accurate ones Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) because like there's (laughs) like every every, every every. Every culture has these things, but if they're if they're based on a lie, then then um, right. like that that's wrong. It's wrong to lie about other cultures. Exactly. Um, yeah. Like it's immoral to lie about other cultures, and so and then but but people don't people can't name lies because um, I think we we've sort of lost a lot of that moral vocabulary, um, it, you know, as 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 a culture. So in, so instead we're like that's offensive to a group of people right
1: and that's that's uh spun the discussion into some sort of weird uh you can't say anything and pc and uh there's so much to say about that but one aspect of that discussion is well when somebody says hey this joke isn't good they're not offended because you chose to talk about the topic so much as right you were wrong in how you described the topic. I mean, that's the issue. It's not, yeah, right. It's not they're, about they're calling being
2: you political. a liar, right? Right. Like they're, they're, not, they're like let's say you tell a joke about um, like I, I hear a lot of hat comics and they'll they'll do a joke about um, uh, that's like you know like transphobic mm-hmm. and it's always a joke about like hooking up with someone and finding out they were a man, right? Mm-hmm. And like that's a really common you you hear hat comics do that mm-hmm. and um, and. That is like, and like the like the trans people that I know uh, may be like really offended by those jokes. and but it wouldn't be like because the like there's a character in the story that's trans. Mm-hmm. It would be because like you are lying about about them as a people, you know, like accusing them of being you know dishonest or um, or whatever. and uh, you've you've made all the people in the audience who are trans or whatever. You've made them feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Right. You've, you've 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 made them feel like you don't understand them. Um, and so I think that the, the, the problem uh, with the punch up, punch down, offensiveness debate is mm-hmm. that that is crowding out um, uh, all these moral questions that we should have about comedy that are much more interesting. Right. Like like how do you do comedy in a way that makes people feel less lonely or uh, less arrogant? Right. And. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, or how do you do it in a way that, uh, gives people hope that like makes them love the people next to them? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's much more interesting to me. Like, oh, I, 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 I saw your show and then at the end of it, I, 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 I hated a group of the population more <laughs> than when I went, then I went in like, that's awful. Like, that's a terrible thing to say about yeah. someone's comedy. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, but for some reason, like saying that a comedian is offensive or problematic is somehow worse than that. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, no, like, um, that's, that's much worse. So,
1: yeah, that's, a, that's a very good discussion. Uh, I do want to pivot into talking about how you navigate things online because, mm-hmm. uh, there are two aspects of that that I want to talk about. One is engaging with the arguments that happen. I am not one who really, and who I, I can't really handle the, uh, once, they're people getting angry and yelling, and yeah. of course it's online, so it just seems like it. Right. Just, once people get aggressive online, I just I don't want any of it. Um, you yeah, manage so, so, that sometimes,
2: well. Sometimes, like I, I, wonder, I wonder if they're actually angry, like
1: because
2: mm. m- maybe they're they're just sipping tea and just like really just you know just. <laughs> and sometimes and they
1: are, yeah. And it's just the tone oh. that you read it in. But, or or, uh, yeah. or
2: or maybe they're drunk and they're and they're trying to argue. Like you, that's <laughs> yeah. one thing I always think about is like, um, you know, I don't drink anymore. But like, you know, when I did, like, uh, I would I would sometimes get get drunk and then like argue with people online. And I'm like, and now I'm like, man, like, are the people that I argue with, are they, you know, are they drunk? Like, you mm-hmm. have no way of knowing. And and there's no way I would argue with a drunk person in real life who was like trying to talk about foreign policy. Right. So like, why am I doing it online? Right. Like right. if someone a, at a bar was like, you don't even know about, about the, the, the Syria, you don't even, and like, there's no way I would argue with that person. But right. if they're, if they're on Facebook, I'm like, all right, I'm on board. Let's, let's talk about this. So, um, so yeah. So I, I try to, and if, if I know them, then I'll engage. Right. Um, and
1: yeah, but, I got a lot of heat recently because I said on my page that if I don't know someone and they especially if we're talking politics and they say something to me, I, I don't talk to. I don't talk to strangers. Yeah. Uh, on a friend's page about topics. Yeah. Uh, talking with strangers get heated. I got a lot yes, of heat for that and I didn't enjoy taking the heat. But, you know, I just don't have right. a ton of confidence. <laughs> and that's Yeah. Why I mean, I like.
2: So if it's like on my comedy page where like I don't I don't know the people who are I mean you if, if you have a page you can click their profile and see like um, you know are they uh, like an immigration lawyer and like if, if they are then like oh I'll listen to them, whatever. But like any anytime that happens, like, um I, I just wanna hear I just wanna hear more, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I just wanna and, and you, and you can never go wrong. Like Vince, Vince Fabro, who is a comic we both know, like he's really good at, at just being like, Hey, yeah, tell me more about that, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, and people, people love it. They love to, they love telling them about, uh, about, and so that's, that's like, that's how I use that is just, you know, is just to learn more. Mm-hmm. Um, if I know the person, then I'll argue, then mm-hmm. I'll, um, um, or if, if someone says something that brings up like a general point that I would like to make. Um, then I'll make that point mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and you know, sort of st- stake my – like, put a flag in the ground as far as, you know, this is a thing that I believe. Um, but because it's happening in public, um, like, it's just not uh, – I mean, so, like, you and I are talking now, mm-hmm. right? Um, we're friends, and I'm talking to you over the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this is also being recorded, so I'm aware – that other people are going to be listening to this. I'm aware that like if I share this on my Facebook page, other the like, people who are fans of mine are going to see it, mm-hmm. and so like I'm 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 aware of that, and um so I, I you know you lose a little bit of that of that like you know uh, us talking and I'm like trying to like be genuine and talk to you, mm-hmm. um on Facebook it's the same thing where like you're you're talking with someone online but you're not really talking to them you're talking to everyone who's watching yeah and. And, um, uh, like, let's say you're in the middle of an argument and they prove you wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and which happens, like, I mean, I'm wrong all the time. Like I've said things that like people are like, um, no. And they, (laughs) like, I've, I've said things about like, uh, um, politics or about economics or whatever. And like a professor of economics will correct me. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, um, uh, and part of me is like, oh, like if I, if I admit that I'm wrong, then, but actually if you admit you're wrong, no one cares.
1: Yeah. Like, and you actually gain credibility you when you, you can say it. that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. So, um, and there's, there's nothing more ridiculous than watching someone get proved wrong online. And then they keep, they, <laughs> they keep, keep trying uh, to
1: fight that argument,
2: trying to, trying to get a win in there, you know, mm-hmm. so well, just, it was it, no
1: different than like people would online. say right, this was before the internet when people were at parties and they would say something that had no corroboration whatsoever and people were like, no, I don't think that's true. And then they would just start making up, well, I read it in a yeah, Time right. magazine. It was like, yeah, wh- who wrote that? What was the title? Yeah. I want to read it. And they'd make up stuff off the top <laughs> yeah. of
2: their head. right? Yeah, do so,
1: online now because people can find some sort of confirmation bias article.
2: So, so, so it's good to, um, as much as you can uh let people say face mm-hmm. um, you know, like that's pretty much the only way to and like I, I I think you sort of naturally do that when you're talking with someone in person
3: mm-hmm. um,
2: yeah. like I think people just sort of naturally uh, are like, well, I don't think you mean to say that. I think like you know I think we both agree that blah 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 and like that's mm-hmm. something that sort of you naturally do um in person, but on but on Facebook or whatever you're like, I'm gonna destroy this person <laughs> and then uh, and then they're gonna feel really bad and then uh that's and it's like okay um <laughs> if you if you if you put them in a corner with no way out then then they're going to fight mm-hmm. um and they're going to um uh like and they're just going to be desperate and it's going to get ridiculous really fast so
1: yeah yeah and i think there's also so so much of an assumption that people are angry and looking for a fight sometimes when someone's just sharing an opinion like when right. I said, "Hey, I just don't talk to strangers because it just has gone badly." So I just don't. Yeah,
2: and you have no this. idea. You have no idea where the other person's coming from. Like right. especially, um, you know, you have no idea that um, you know what their story is and whether they, um, and 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 they could still be wrong. Yeah. Um, but like, I have a lot of fans on my comedy page who are from like overseas or who have family who are overseas. Who are like legitimate, like, and it's 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 become like a very predictable thing. Where like, let's say there's like a a big story where like there's a terrorist attack in Belgium, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. And like, uh, it's a big breaking news story. I'll share it, right? I know within like ten minutes, I'm gonna have a comment from somebody like who was next door, um, <laughs> yeah. right? And uh, and it's true they they yeah. were next door, and it's a it's a you, you know got
1: a lot of international attention.
2: Yeah, and and things go viral fast, and like mm-hmm. it's, it attracts that sort of thing. And so one thing that I've become aware of is like, oh, when I make jokes about this kind of stuff, when I talk about this kind of stuff, um people who are directly affected by this kind of stuff uh, can hear me mm-hmm. and 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 that's very different than like doing a open mic in Charleston, South Carolina, talking about drones. you know, it's like it's very different when like somebody is is talking with you online mm-hmm. and like they they're like you know their dad was killed by uh, like I remember I was in um uh, I was in um, Manitoba. I was I was I was I was in Winnipeg, um, in Canada, and I was doing a, a show. And afterwards, I was talking to this girl about um, the war in Iraq, and um, and I I was being you know I, I, I know about it, and I was talking about the war in Iraq, and I was you know blah 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 blah, and she was like, oh yeah, well like I'm I'm Iraqi, and my and my dad got killed by an American sniper, and um, and then I spent you know years in a um, in a refugee camp. And I was like, "Oh, like mm-hmm. now, okay, I I am gonna shut up forever, mm-hmm. and like just listen to you, because like I I seed the floor. Like <laughs> you know, like, when I was when I was uh 18, I protested the war in Iraq, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I I don't have any. So um, you you don't know where the other person is coming from, um, and 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 that's true. Like not just with." International people, or if you know, but whatever it's like, you know, when you talk about healthcare or you joke about Obamacare, you may be talking with someone who, um, like, uh, got fired, um, or not fired, but you, you, you may talk with someone who lost their health insurance,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and like, or, or someone who, like, like, because of Obamacare, they are alive, mm-hmm. um, today, or you may be talking with somebody who, like, got fired because, like, the, Uh, Like their employer couldn't couldn't pay the whatever. And they blame Obamacare for them losing their jobs. Right. Uh, So you have no idea. Um, And uh, so I think realizing that and that just sort of comes with experience and, um, you know, being humiliated a few times (laughs) by by joking about something in the person, you know, that you're talking to. But 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 I think that makes your jokes better. I think it makes your material better if uh if you're aware um uh of that and if yeah. if it's not if it's not like based in a kind of ignorance
1: absolutely totally agree i think another thing the other aspect that i wanted to talk to you about how you navigate online and i could be totally wrong about this but from what i observed which i wasn't following it every day but it appeared that uh you blew up not overnight but it seemed like it happened pretty quickly over the course of a couple of weeks all of a sudden you had uh, like thousands and thousands of yeah followers.
2: so it happened right so that would have been like about a year and a half ago right um uh or no maybe it was like a year it was like last january mm-hmm. um and and yeah so you know i ran for mayor of charleston as
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know and yeah. uh and uh, I had my McClellan for Mayor page, and I had a bunch of ridiculous stuff on there, and that mm-hmm. got like a thousand likes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then after the election, where I unfairly lost, um, <laughs> uh, after that election, um, I I turned that into my, you know, my Jeremy McClellan. comic. just my just my professional page.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, then I started posting stuff, and the stuff just started going really viral. And mm-hmm. um, I had some like some. I guess famous people retweet some stuff or not like not retweet, but share some stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of blew up. I had some, um, I had some like famous, uh, like, you know, m- famous Muslim scholars, like, uh, mm-hmm. this guy, like this guy, Yasser Kadi. Mm-hmm. he, he shared, uh, my page and told everybody to like it. And that mm-hmm. was like a big boom like that. Like I gained yeah. like 10,000, like th- I gained, I gained 10,000 in like a day. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but there's, there's been a bunch of stuff like that. And like, you don't know, like there's different ways of, um, like comedians talk about like finding your voice and, mm-hmm. um, how to, um, but, but I'm, I'm a big fan of just like putting as much stuff out there as possible yeah, and then seeing, paying attention to what people like, paying attention mm-hmm. to what people value. Mm-hmm. Um, because what people value will be like the stuff they don't get elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and that's and, not very different than on stage. Like you don't right. keep telling a joke that everyone boos, <laughs> or, right, or at right, least right. has zero reaction to. You tell the jokes that keep getting big laughs.
2: Yeah, and and, and there's always going to be like a, a a a tension between like the stuff you really want to say mm-hmm. and the stuff that you think is really really funny, and then like the stuff that you just know you can press some buttons and make the and make the audience laugh.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and there's always going to be that that sort of tension. But the stuff that like people really value, the stuff that, like, why is this person your fan? Not necessarily, like, why do they laugh at you um, in person,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, but, like, why do they go to you? Um, and it could be for any number of reasons, right? It could be uh, that... Um, like it, it, it could be that you are like extremely funny, right? That you're the, mm-hmm. the funniest person in the world, and that's why they, they latch on to you. Uh, it could be that um, they feel uh, lonely in, um, you know, like or, or 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 mistreated, and it's nice to have someone uh, who is trying to understand them. Um, it could be that like that you're interesting. Right, that you have mm-hmm. an interesting background and you have an interesting collection of ideas in your head. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is kind of, uh, um, I, I think that, yeah. I mean, you 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 don't, and and, and maybe you never figure it out. I mean, like it's yeah. it's hard to figure out exactly why, um, like what is the what is the thing that right. is making you, um, uh, and you, you don't know necessarily.
1: Yeah. yeah. That is the, the quest of a comic. It's finding their voice and finding how they connect to their audience. Yeah. And duplicating that. Uh, mm-hmm. What's What the success you had with your page has made happen for you are great gigs. Like you mentioned earlier that you got to uh, leave your day job and right. you can work full-time as a comic. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, you've been doing that for like a year now, right? About mm-hmm. a
2: year? Yeah, so a year in May. So it was it was it was May 1st.
1: Awesome. And so I
2: re- I retired the same day my dad did. <laughs> so my dad retired and I also quit my job and do stand up comedy so.
1: <laughs> and you have also gotten a couple of big gigs out of that. Several mm-hmm. big gigs and recently you hosted a big event for like a, the conservative uh,
2: you, no it was the oh no 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 but not conservative it was uh libertarian. A trigger, yeah it was uh it was the International Students for Liberty conference correct um, um so yeah. yeah i hosted that and uh that was interesting
1: yeah because you took a couple of jokes uh took a, <laughs> a couple made a couple of jokes at the expense of rand paul which right. got so you a lot of got attention got me a lot of hate yeah like, well, it got me a lot of love sides, got me a lot
2: yeah, of hate exactly, and uh, yeah. well that's what so you know Rand is uh he is a conservative he is um, hardly uh, a, but he he supported the immigration ban mm-hmm. and he supported and 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 not just because he's a Republican and he was going along with Trump but he wrote uh, even more strict you know immigration bans while he was you know a senator and um, to ban even more even more countries right so like 32 countries instead of eight mm-hmm And so he was really gung ho about that and that, and that, and then including his support obsessions, um, got him the hate of a lot of, a lot of libertarians. Um, and so, uh, I was hosting this and Rand Paul was going to speak, um, and, uh, also going to speak is a guy, um, named, uh, um, Amir, um, Amir Nasser, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: who is a, who is a refugee Mm -hmm. (laughs) from, uh. From uh, the Sudan, and um who was supposed to speak, but who can who couldn't come because of the refugee because ban. of the ban, right? So you have this weird situation where I'm the host, and right. Ram Paul is speaking, and then me, and then I introduce Amir Nasser, who is banned because of Ram something that Ram right. Paul believes in. It's so like that is so ridiculous. yeah, like it's so it's such a ridiculous scenario that like, I feel like I would be punished by like the patron saint of comedy right like right. saint genesius
1: oh great yeah so, absolutely yeah.
2: uh I, w- I would so saint genesius would come down and like murder mm-hmm. you know kill me if i <laughs> if i didn't uh say do, do, you, do you know the story of saint genesius i don't so saint genesius is the patron saint of comedy mm-hmm. and uh he was uh a sketch he was doing sketches right mm-hmm. like uh for the emperor for emperor diocletian making fun of christianity which was being eradicated or whatever mm-hmm. and in the middle of the sketch he gets like fake baptized mm-hmm. and it works like it he becomes a christian on stage and uh then uh refuses to continue doing the thing and then the emperor kills him oh wow. so like he is so it's funny for two things one is like he literally got murdered for like insulting the room mm-hmm. which is something that like like <laughs> That is so like perfect for a comedian to worry worry about. Um, but also it was like his first time, uh, he, but his first good show, he, he quit. Um, (laughs) which is also perfect. Um, so anyway, I feel like, like, okay, well, okay, I have to follow the, the, that model of insulting the emperor. And, um, so, uh, I, I insult Rand Paul. I, I tell three jokes that are against him, mm-hmm. and you know that, that make fun of him for his support of the refugee ban. Yeah, they were hilarious jokes. Yeah, they're good, and like the audience loved it, and everyone yeah. laughed and stuff. And um and then uh, <laughs> um and then
1: the I, online started. People started tweeting and.
2: Yeah, well, because they wanted um, like it's it it goes back to what we were saying is they wanted uh the comedy. To be put in service of their cause, right? Yes, and and this is true whether the cause is in power or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, if it's in power, then like they want you to support their guy and what he's doing. If you're out of power, then any joke about uh, the leaders of your resistance is uh is itself like you know you're ruining it right mm-hmm. you're ruining the chances of us mm-hmm. like by making this joke you're you know um like rand paul's the most libertarian person we have blah 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 <laughs> and like you're ruining you're ruining it by i'm like he's supporting banning people human beings uh innocent human beings from coming into the country when they are properly vetted like you know it's it's insane so mm-hmm. um so uh but that was great. I loved. I loved doing that. Um, that was
1: great. And then with the attention you were getting online, it seemed like the way you handled it in stride was to point out the ridiculousness of that situation.
2: Right, like it's it's such an insane thing to expect me not to say something. <laughs> right, like if you if you zoom out and you know me, like uh, <laughs> right, what were you thinking? Like, it's like when
1: Stephen you... Colbert was at the uh, the White House uh, press conference. Yeah, for, dinner, for dinner. Bush. Right, and people are yeah, like, like, "How dare he?" Respect? And it's like, "Have you paid any attention to what right. he
2: does?" Yeah, how the hell would I not like? I mean, one of the speakers is responsible for banning like uh, a Muslim <laughs> speaker. Yeah. So, like, how like I don't know. So, it, it was just funny in a sense of of, uh, um, but yeah, I mean, it got me, and you know, uh, like the people who got mad at me. Um, didn't like me anyway. Right,
1: right. right. You didn't so, lose anybody. The only thing right. could have been that you gained a bunch of people.
2: Yeah. So it's uh, and and it was fun.
1: Yeah, it was fun, and you handled it in a really fun way too. I really enjoyed uh seeing that from the outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was one really funny comment you made of like, oh yes, please keep sharing the video of me. Oh crushing. yeah, because
2: <laughs> this guy, this guy, uh, Mitchell something, he was like, uh, he filmed it. Right. Mm -hmm. And he was very angry, uh, with me for this. And so he put that on YouTube as like, get a load of this guy, this awful guy. And it's a video of me crushing. Like it's a video of me doing really well. And, and all the comments are like, I don't know what you're talking about. This is actually really funny. And like, and I'm I'm like, no, please don't share that. (laughs) Please keep sharing it. And, um, uh he ended up deleting it from YouTube yeah, like, because i i, I yeah. think it got it got a bunch of positive, but I already downloaded it, so I have it on my computer yeah, um,
1: yeah, so. oh gosh, people online I mean, well this is, that's been a a good full circle I think that we've come to here uh so yeah. now this is the portion of the show where you try to create something, okay, uh, we've talked a lot about things that maybe it's hard to come up with an idea of something to create uh I don't know if it's. Uh, trying to develop uh, if someone was trying to you're starting out in comedy they mm-hmm. uh, they they have an idea of the things that they like to talk about yeah um maybe they can get some help on how to focus that online
2: yeah okay so um l- let's pick something let's uh
1: let's say they like to talk about the hypocrisy uh, this is something I like that I, I have had on my mind I haven't made any comedy out of it, but it's something that I think about constantly and I want to make comedy out of it. but mm-hmm. just the hypocrisy of people who want to point out that maybe in religious culture, uh, the how poorly people are treated from religious you know by mm-hmm. religious people as if only religious people treat people poorly and then people oh. from their world also do like I guess a recent example might be uh, Jamie Kilstein I don't know if you've heard anything about that but he's talked a lot about being a male feminist and
2: oh yeah He's a male the way, feminist right and
1: anti the way men treat women and then a bunch right. of women come out and say hey he's acted really strange with me and sexually harassed yeah, me yeah
2: yeah uh, see right so I mean what's funny about that. So like, I mean, if, 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 if you wanted to get at that idea, because that is like a, a core idea of like someone who is, um, really like woke, right. Mm-hmm. Like someone who's like really, um, uh, whatever. And yeah. they, um, uh, but they constantly are making, um, uh, like, but, but their, their wokeness is a mask to, right. Uh, take advantage or whatever or they think that like they personally like like because they're so woke like because they're such a they're able to
1: do that they're
2: able to do this right so like (laughs) it doesn't really matter like you know ladies like you know and so that kind of uh i mean i think that would be really funny as like a character um Mm -hmm. just like the the male feminist who's so ingratiating but like also like definitely is just trying to um you know get in your pants um
1: and I guess SNL just did a funny sketch about that. Um, it was... Oh, who hosted that episode? I don't remember. It was a recent sketch where uh, guys were just coming up and speaking like, Oh, I'm a male feminist. I get it. And then yeah. the, they got brushed off. And then they were like, mm-hmm. Bitch!
2: Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like it goes angry. really fast like that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but... So, yeah. I mean, okay. So you hmm. So that'd um, be
1: like a Twitter account and you're, you're
2: yeah. Uh, male feminist. Yeah. You could have a male feminist, uh, Twitter account, um, which, uh, um, uh, like whenever a, a woman says something like profound or whatever, you could, you could chime in with, uh, um, with like an, like an, like an explanation for why what they said was profound.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, uh, or, 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 like a really like, you know, you, you, you go girl, let me see, like, you know, can you, uh, PM me, right. Or like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You
3: know,
2: like, uh, um, that, like that sort of thing. Um, or you could just, I, th- I think it would be funny. I mean, like, this is something that I would do is just like, um, uh, is just begin sentences with like as a male feminist <laughs> and then have it not even be relevant or right. like have it be yeah. um, uh it sounds like
1: they know what they're talking about. Something like as a like, what what does that even mean?
2: As a yeah, and then etc. Like that's that's something that um mm-hmm. I think I think that would be funny. Yeah, that um, would be
1: super funny. How would you advise a person to handle the people who don't get the joke? And they flame on about how like you know they think that the person's being serious or something like that.
2: I would just heighten it, just be like you know respond to them and be like, well, if you would understand it if you were if you were you know if if you were as feminist as me, like you know just like redo the the thing and be like, look, like, and especially if it's a woman who gets mad, And you'd be like, look, honey, like it's you may you may not be as a, you may not be as feminist as I am, um, but. Uh, you know that that may be why you don't you don't get it. Well,
1: great! I I think that that there it is. That's we got it. That's a really fun idea there, and uh, a really great talk. So I appreciate having Man. you on. Yeah, it's fun. I thoroughly enjoyed that chat. I hope you did as well. I think it was one of the more thoughtful ones that we've done just because jeremy is such an intellect he's also so mischievous i think all of that works well for him in comedy being really well read and mischievous that's gonna help you go places we'll see if he gets a there it is bump and where his career (laughs) leads after this no i'm kidding he's he's got a fun career ahead of him we'll keep an eye out for him if you want to keep an eye out for him, you can on Twitter at Jeremy McClellan and on Facebook at Jeremy McClellan Comedy. And you can follow us online as well on both Twitter and Facebook at there it Is Pod. And if you want to follow me, you can on Twitter at Jason Farr Jokes. Well, that's another episode in the can to rip off Jimmy Crane. And until next time, be good to each other.